0: Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35-30, Damian
1: Williams 20, stays in bounds, 15-10-5, touchdown, Kansas City! It does goal! Goal! It it Damian
2: Williams touchdown!
1: Here viene el Williams,
0: acelera Williams, tiene el primer diez. dice escapa, a la 20, a la 10,
2: touchdown! Uh, Damien Williams, uh, Williams runs to immortality
0: in Chiefs Kingdom get ready to welcome your champions.
2: Hello and welcome back to the Arrowheads Heads of World Podcast. Um we were just talking about before the show about how long it had been since um, we had we had done an episode uh, so we thought we'd get together and talk about all the recent news. It's um, been quite a lot, it's been quite a hectic uh, couple of days after what seemed like quite a lull in, in the uh, the NFL after the Super Bowl loss uh, to Tampa Bay, so yeah, it's nice that things are picking up again and it gets us excited for the um, for the new season in September. Uh, so yeah, obviously there's, there's quite a few news, especially around the offensive line with the Chiefs, um, and starting with Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swatch obviously, um, leaving the team. So what do you guys think about uh, those two departures?
0: Sad. I really, you ought to introduce us again, though, since people are probably. Oh, new co- yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: How has that slipped my mind? Of course. Yeah. Hi, uh, so, I'm Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm joined by Neil and Duncan, of course. Yeah, of course. How did I forget? <laughs> uh, it's
0: been a while. You see, you did say like it's been yeah, exactly, six weeks yeah. or whatever it's I'm been. Out of you have it. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why
1: nobody else stepped up to present. That's exactly.
0: Great. Yeah. That's <laughs> <great>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Owen I volunteers to present. Like, yeah. No problem Oh <laughs> well. I, I kind of feel we're not going to start. Rec- I'll stop recording this we'll just leave this one in uh, How do a feel it, yeah. about Fisher and Swartz sad but not too surprised I, I'm surprised we let both of them go I thought we'd let one of them go um, and the tackle position does look um, interesting at the moment shall we say <laughs> um, but yeah I mean two great servants to the team um, but both the wrong side of thirty, and a lot of money with coming off bad injuries, so not a massive surprise there, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I think we kind of got a little bit, a little bit blindsided by Brett Veach because he had that press conference uh, a couple of weeks beforehand, where he was saying that he expected them both to be fit for for training camp. I think, and it kind of, yeah, I kind of part of me thinks that if. If that had been true, then they wouldn't have got released. You know, I think this is as much a fitness decision as a cap decision. Um, you know, I think um, I would like to think that if if these guys had been fit, then we, they'd have been our starting tackles for this yes. year. Um, and yeah, like you say, kind of sad because I think they were both kind of stalwarts, fans' favourites. I think. Yeah, for sure. Fisher, F- Fisher kind of probably a bit of a... It's a slow start, is that the right... Kind of lumbered with this right first overall pick tag, which I think is a bit unfair. It's unfair to judge his career based on that, I think. Um, I think I've i said in like our WhatsApp group that all these guys coming out as, as tackles, like, well, we'll no doubt talk about drafting tackles and prospects and whatever, you know, in the in the, the coming weeks. But these guys that are coming out at like seven feet tall that can run you know, the forty dash and lightning quick, you know, and whatever all the else they can do. I just you know, these guys getting drafted so high as, you know, all these great prospects. If if half of them go on to have the career that Eric Fisher did, I'll be amazed. Yeah. He can be really he can he can be really proud of how it, of how of,
0: of how it ended up. He certainly hasn't been a bust, that's for sure. I mean, you you could argue he wasn't worth the number one pick, but there were some fairly crappy players at the top of that draft. You know, it wasn't a good year to be drafting high. So I, I, we probably took the best of a bad bunch there.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if you think that, I mean, as, as it stands, we've got, what, we've got umpteen guards, no centre and no tackles, I don't think. Yeah. To st- kind of start the season. And... On the assumption that we, you know, as it stands, we'll, we'll draft a tackle in the first round. If that guy plays, has the same career that Fisher had in eight years' time, however long it is, seven, eight years, I think we'll have done well. Yeah, he'd be happy.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously, they weren't the only two uh, members of the Chiefs to uh, sadly depart us and obviously have such an impact on the team as well as these other guys like Damian Williams. Um, who a couple of days ago was also also released alongside Anthony Sherman, um, and they've seemed to be like, like staples in the offense for so long, um, especially Anthony Sherman, Mitchell, and and Eric, um, and then obviously Damian Williams had that huge Super Bowl performance um, and has been consistently great for the team uh, around that as well. Um, so yeah, what do you think about those guys uh, heading out the door as well, and, and and what Damian Williams did in the Super Bowl and, and how that will be missed on the team?
0: I think running back wise. We're all right. like I mean, I'd, I was surprised to let him go because I was thinking Edward Zolaire and a pair of Williams, that's a really solid three running backs that aren't costing you much money. Um, like, the two Williams are a couple of million apiece and Edward Zolaire's probably similar. So six million for the three of them, that's a pretty reasonable deal for, the, for good, solid depth that all has experience of starting and being productive starting as well. So, I was a bit surprised he was let go, but hey, we've still got Doe and Thompson, so we're all good. Um, Sherman, yeah, great career, love him. Um, I'm sure Dun- Duncan's man crushed there with his outfits at training camp, it be missed. Um, but yeah, we'll miss him. Uh, I don't know whether we'll actually go with a fullback now, though. But he, he barely got on the field on offence. Special team snaps to someone else.
1: Yeah, I love Sherman. Love sausage he's awesome like because uh, I've i said before like the, the, the team like you can't have 53 first round studs it just, it just doesn't work like that NFL no. set up specifically to not let that happen so you need all sorts of dudes you know in the squad and you need all sorts of um, all sorts of characters as well and I think that you've got your kind of obvious leadership group I guess at the, the Chiefs with guys like kelsey mahomes tyron matthew you know you've got that kind of you've got that sort of captains if you like but i think that guys like sherman and the characters that they are the kind of fun um not take themselves too seriously off the field guys i think they're just as important for a kind of all-round team effort and i mean aside from that in his day he was a he was a good player yeah. you know he he did a lot of good stuff for us he, he was like damon williams you look at that um his very last snap for us is the is the run to immortality yeah, one the, it, yeah. Sher, sherman sherman takes the edge for him there you know yeah um yeah you know these, these things kind of can can go a little bit unseen but i'm sure guys like Andy Reid, um the enemy um i forget the special teams coach, God, that's awful. But, um, Tube. Dave Tobe. Dave Tobe, yeah. Um, you know, th- these guys, that's why they hang about the team for so long. Yeah. When they're maybe not as prominent as as people might like them to be. You know, I think there's a lot of unseen things that they do. Um, and for, for Williams, I think it's, it's it's harsh for him. You know, he took the year off, off obviously to, you know, to look after his mum, who's unwell. Um, you know, and I don't think that anybody on the team as as well as anyone in the you know, in the in the fans held any of the sort of um the Covet opt outs against any of the guys. You know, it's a it's a personal decision for them to to do that. Um you can totally understand why why Damien Williams, you know, decided not to play this year last year. Um and whether that's maybe Slightly gone against him in this uh, in this decision, you know. Like you said, Darwin Thompson did. Uh, Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson did well enough, I guess, as kind of some backup pieces uh, towards the end of the season last year. I think backs don't let well, <laughs> I think. I mean, I think that I also think that he's he's kind of similar to the player that we think we've got in Edward Sillier as well. So maybe you just want a little bit of variety. I mean, I'm sure. We'll, and again, we'll, we'll speak about kind of. More um, incoming guys, uh, you know, as we go along. But I just wonder with some of the timing of it, whether he was perhaps released just to get an extra couple of million to try to get the Trent Williams deal over the line. That would that I just wonder if perhaps the timing suggested that they were maybe just looking for just just a little bit extra to put in there to see if they could get that deal done, and maybe he was a bit of a casualty at that was a
0: lot of money he was looking for.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And what was he? Thirty, thirty-three was Trent Williams. Yeah, 30, yeah. yeah. Thirty-three. Yeah, it was. Um, it was one that I was hoping for. Don't get me wrong. I, I was, I was looking out for it as, uh, as because I imagine uh, Joe Sooney and um and Trent Williams on the on the left side of that line, it would, it would, it would be fun to watch Patrick Mahomes sit behind that offensive line. Um, especially if we had got Rodney Rodney uh, Rodney Hudson as well. Um, Jesus, yeah, yeah, that would have been some offensive one. Um, yeah, obviously they both slipped through our fingers. Um, were you guys hoping for those guys to come into the building as well because they, they are great players? But it's just about the the contracts and 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 Trent Williams's age and and those things as well.
0: Uh, I wasn't as uh, I would have liked Williams, um, but not at that price. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't unhappy to miss out on. Like as Duncan said there earlier, like you can only have so many first-round stud players on your team, and like at, at some point, I mean the salary cap is a myth, but it's also a real myth if that makes sense. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. you do have to pay most of the money eventually. So, I we just seen the TV deals come out this evening, so that's going to balloon the salary cap nicely, but this year and probably next year are going to be a little bit tight Um, and 130 odd million whatever it was he was looking for for a 33 year old tackle I don't know I I would rather kind of take a one year rental on um, Riley Rife or um, what's the Steelers guy Villanova I'd rather take a one year rental on those and draft someone now and let him sit for a year behind them two and then he comes in as a starter next year, that would be the way to go for me. Um, it would be a lot less expensive, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I yeah, the, or even, um, go
1: on Duncan. No, so I think the Williams deal, has it not come in, it's something like it's two separate three year deals practically, I, I'm not a, a expert, but, but I think it's, it's, it's looking like it's not actually quite as per, perhaps ex- expensive on the cap as it might have been. Um,
0: yeah, I haven't seen any details of it no, myself. Is
1: it they've, and they had to throw in, so he's got a weird number, because they, they threw in an extra 10 grand to put him ahead of... Ah, I've lost his name again, but so he's so they made him the highest paid offensive tackle ever. Um, would it be Quentin No, Nelson's a guard. Um, anyway, so he's, he's you know, there's a lot of politics, I guess, isn't, and trying, sort of peacock strutting as well, I think, and you know, making sure that your your deal is the biggest deal there. Um I guess one of these ones that I think that you're delighted if it goes through because you've got a big a stood. Bad, nasty offensive line there. And I think his age if he's fit enough then I don't know how much his age is that prohibitive. You get him on a sort of two, three year deal when you can you can get out of it, um, hope that you get a good play from him. But by the same token, um Happy to have twenty three billion back in the bank to, to spend elsewhere.
0: I think the thing for me there right, is, the problem last season wasn't our starting offensive line. The problem was the quality of the backups, and signing Williams for one hundred and thirty eight million would have done nothing for the quality of the backups. Um, you know, it's because Fisher and Schwartz didn't play in the Super Bowl. You know, that they would still have been the starting tackles if they were healthy, and like you said earlier, they, they would probably have started this coming season as well if they were healthy. Um, so Williams might have been an answer, but he wasn't an answer to the problem that we had in the Super Bowl. Um yeah. unless he was unless he was gonna be back up to um Matthias Rankin or whatever or Mike or Remers um or Niang if they put Niang in at left tackle. Um you know it would have been nice and it would have been a flashy move, but I I'm not necessarily sure it would have been the right flashy move.
1: My my only concern for the Williams again the whole situation is that because apparently we were very very close to getting him it sounds like it's it's tiny margins either way you know quite what that was I guess we don't know but you know it looks like we were really close to getting him but if we've gone all in on getting him without a viable plan b um we're kind of left holding ourselves out in the wind a little bit you know, while other guys got off go off the board. That that would be my only concern right now because everything seems to have gone a little bit quiet. And um, obviously we've got um, Joe Tooney and uh um Kyle Long, Kyle Long. As, gu- as guards. Um although it was interesting saying that one of them is it um Long is listed as a guard and Tooney was listed by the Chiefs as offensive line. Okay. Rather than spe- rather than sort of position specific. But again, that's just words on the page, really, and it remains to be seen, I guess, what um, what happens. But that would be my only concern: is that perhaps we don't, we were we were all in on on Williams, expecting to get him, and that we've maybe missed a jump elsewhere. A couple yeah. of those other guys are still hanging around, though,
0: aren't they? I mean, Rife and Villanova haven't been signed. There's another another one whose name I can't think of off the top of my head. Who's. Um, who's still available as well. There are a couple of tackles still out there.
1: I mean, again, we're told over and over that this is like a generational class in the draft for offensive tackles. So, mm. again, maybe we find Eric Fisher in the draft. You know, yeah. I, um, I don't know. I think I think I'm with you. I think Trent Williams is a, would be a luxury, if not a kind of an essential piece. But what I do think is important is that we make sure we spend the money because we've cleared the money to pay him, to be able to pay him. So I think it's important that we spend that money and get and get other quality guys in. So who are you spending that money on then? I, I mean, I think if you look at the free agents as they stand now, so it's half past nine hour time on Thursday night. I, th- I mean, Kenny Galladay is the is your standard yeah. name, isn't he?
2: Yeah, that's who I was thinking of as well. Um, I you mean, just just for consistency. Oh, I, I I go back and forth with Juju just because of, and I, I know it's it's quite. I know he's a dick. But yeah, it's just the he's he's stuff exactly
0: is... what we need to replace Sammy Watkins. Yeah.
2: Not not the would... dick part, but the the <laughs> fact that he's
0: a really good receiver yeah. as a compliment to to Hill and Kelsey. I mean, if you had Hill, Kelsey, Smith, Schuster, like. That's a nice little trio and then you got trying to manufacture sort of plays for McCall Hardman and um, Byron Pringle's got tendered so he's coming back Um, so I I, I like the idea actually I think it was Duncan it was you originally said um, about Smith-Schuster so I'm I'm in on that I'd like to see him
1: yeah, I'm sure if I went back through every message I've ever sent, I've said that I definitely don't want him anywhere near my team and that, you know, in the past, And I probably, probably need to go back and, you know, and that is just purely because of the the kind of character that dancing on the, the badge thing is pointless. Um, was it against, was it the Browns, the playoff game, where he did it and he caught the first ball
2: and then he got obliterated. Yeah, You know, yeah. he did he the just, Titans as well and then went on to lose the game, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. think it's
1: that doesn't detract from what he does as a slot receiver he's exactly what we need he's big he's strong he catches a lot of balls he does a lot of dirty work he moves um he moves the chains and he scores touchdowns you yeah. like, got, got something like you you got something nine touchdowns last year you know it's um I, th- I think i think if if you disassociate between the kind of character and the cult of juju and the player that he is he's exactly what we need. He'd also be cheaper, I would suspect, than, say Alan Robinson and Kenny Galladay as options, you know, so perhaps there's a little bit in the back to address tackle or centre or edge, you know, cornerback. Yeah. You know, in the kind of free agent market, market, um, Breland, um, Bashad Breland hasn't been re-signed, you know, we're perhaps a little young and a little thin at corner, you know, so perhaps that's the value play to get Schuster in. But apparently he's going yeah. to, saying that, I mean, you look at Twitter and he's getting linked to all sorts of teams, going all sorts of places. So,
2: I think the Jets well, was one them. of the big ones for uh, recently. It, I think today they were talking about Smith's usage of the Jets because um, they played yeah, in they, college together, signed... Sam Darnold and, and Juju, didn't they? Jets have
0: signed someone this evening. Um, oh, have they? Because they signed Corey see...
2: Davis, didn't they, a couple of days ago?
0: You know, I was saying someone else today. I've just seen that earlier on. I'll have a look and right, see if right. I can find it. Keep talking, I'll look.
2: I was talking to a um, to a friend of mine who who's an NFL fan. Um, hi, Jake, if you're listening. Uh, I'm not sure if you are. Um, <laughs> um, and he made a very good point about Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, if he would, and like you were talking, Duncan, bring him on the cheap to be able to build around other other people um, in tackle or edge or cornerback, or wherever he might need it, um, and bringing him in on a cheap deal and it's almost like a prove it year for him for these like these things we talk about the off field stuff and and having that motivation to get his head down and and really contribute to a winning team um might help him and obviously would help us as well in in return so if that sort of scenario was uh did pan out i mean he did make a made a very good point um if that was a possibility that 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 wouldn't be the worst in the world. Yeah. I think, think It would be mutually beneficial for both sides. I mean,
1: I, th- I think the Chiefs are in a, a decent place, and like Neil said, the the TV deal has just been announced. I don't know what the numbers are, but like the the cap is going up quickly over the next few years. I saw something that said that when Mahomes kicks into his big big years, he'll be less than fifteen percent of the of the cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so um, like like say when there's there's two, I think you've got two options, and it, it puts the, the Chiefs. In a reasonably strong position, you can either take a one-year deal on you know an affordable contract, knowing that next year there'll be lots of money sloshing about, you know, and you can try like again in free agency. You know, playing with Mahomes is going to give you good numbers. Albert Wilson will tell you that, you know. Um, <laughs> or you can, or you can think to yourself, there is more money. I can sign a deal and make it sign the right type of deal. You know, perhaps pared down in the first year that wraps up in the second and back yourself that way as well you know um, so I think there are definitely options out there I don't I don't think that at the moment I think that it's a little bit of a a little bit of a buyer's market maybe in terms of the wide receivers some of the guys have gone for slightly lower you know the, the receiver market appears to be the one which is taking the hit this year yeah um, I
2: think that yeah, he's been quite slow in, in with the wide receivers this year because um, because even there was a couple of signings like yesterday or something, and you thought, oh, it will start picking up now, and then they'll just start dropping like dominoes. and They kind of quieted down a bit. Um, I think it's got something to do with the draft. I mean, the the, the, the wide receivers in this year's draft are, are pretty solid. There's quite a lot of options. Um, and I'm sure a team would, if they feel like they can get one of these guys in the draft, not spending the money on these free agents and, and just waiting to get a, a, a rookie deal, which has a high potential of, of panning out quite well for you, just seems like the more logical option, I, I think. So maybe a lot of teams are, are a bit more hesitant, waiting for the draft to come through to see what who they can land there, because it is quite a stacked draft class for wide receivers.
0: It is. Um, the Jets have signed Keelan Cole from the Jags, five and a half million. Oh, right. Year.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Um, the, one thing on the the contracts, like I'd, I'd be quite happy to take a one year flyer on a few people because if they're hitting free agency next year when the money's slushing around, like. then you're thinking compensatory picks in the draft and you lose a bunch of players to free agency um, and you don't pick up too many free agents yourself then you're likely to pick a few decent picks if you've got Smith Schuster for example you give him a one year 6 million prove it contract he goes and balls out with Patrick Mahomes and then next season say thanks so much Juju you go off and earn 50 million somewhere else and we'll take a third round pick for you thanks very much
2: yeah, and it's a similar method with with what they've done with um, Carl Long with with the, with their deal. I mean, it was only one year, five million dollars. Um, obviously, a lot older, he came out of retirement uh, to 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 play for the Chiefs. Um, so there is obviously the the age factor, but just you know, that one year to contribute to the team and 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 see how you get on and play another year of football um, for Carl Long. But yeah, these short contracts that kind of like a prove it year, especially when the cap is so uh, so low. Does seem like what a lot of teams are doing at the moment, and I, I, yeah, with with the cap boosting next year, hope, hoping to land those bigger contracts next year when the when the cap goes back up again. Um, it doesn't seem like the worst do in the world, and if it helps us next year, I don't see why not.
1: No, and I think that I know we've gone sort of guard heavy, in the two free agency signings, and I think that I mean the danger in that regard is that our O line starting O line next year could be drafted left tackle Joe Tooney Drafted center um, LDT Long or Long at right guard and the young at right tackle, so that means that only one of those men has played any NFL snaps in any of the previous twelve months. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there is a bit of a risk there. I would imagine. I, I can. I am sure that guys like Kyle Long and, and LDT have, are long in the tooth enough that they kind of don't, they don't lose it as such. You know, they might lose a yard of pace.
0: Long but... hasn't played a full season since 2015. Really? I'm just, I'm just putting that out there.
2: See, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, look, I
1: mean, re- reading some of this between the lines, it sounds like he's taken a year off, retired, effectively, put himself back together yeah. and come back. Um I, I guess you have to trust the homework that they've done, you know, to, um, you know, to bring him in, and they're happy that he'll be fit enough. Apparently, he'd gone to the Raiders, looked at the Raiders, and thought this is not for me. Competent. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, City. Well. I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, if we need a bit of light of relief, we can have a chat about what they're doing with themselves this <laughs> this last week because it's not it's not pretty, you know. And he thought, it just things are just different in Kansas City,
2: so you know. Did you um, say "press competence"? Uh, where it? I said that. Sorry? Wait, did you see the press conference where Carl Long said I've that?
1: just read the quotes, to be fair.
2: Oh, oh were, they, were they the quotes from the actual... Yeah. yeah I, I, I saw it mentioned earlier. I didn't see the exact, um, the exact quote, but yeah, that's so funny.
1: I mean, the, so, the Raiders have been, been off most of their offensive line. There's the picture going about of Derek Carr, have you seen it? Where he's sitting yeah, in yeah. a beautiful pocket and the Raiders have thought, nope, you know what? This not is not enough. for us. And then they've gone and they've, got, they've already got arguably the best... Well, no, I think they've got the best running back in the division. So they've then got another one. Uh who did they sign? Is it Melvin Gordon? I want to say Melvin Gordon. No, um
0: Drake. Kenyon, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake.
2: Drake, yeah.
0: Yeah. Fourteen million for two years. Yeah. What? So go him?
2: no. So
1: <laughs> after you know, they've they've after everyone saying last year how, oh, look at Derek Carr and now now he's a gunslinger, it's great. So they let their top wide receiver go. Um uh,
2: make it make I don't, I don't
1: know, what, I know what they're doing over there but I um...
2: I like it <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh yeah I'm not exactly. complaining at all yeah don't get me wrong I'm not complaining I think it's funny how it, it seems to me like they had a great game against Kansas City when they when they beat us early in the season they had their week 5 Super Bowl <laughs> victory um, and it just seems like they've gone okay yeah Derek Carr can beat the Kansas City Chiefs we have to keep him and, and for some reason just get rid of most of the rest of his offense, and the offensive line was like the be- they're like one of their best position groups last season. Like they had a great season that offensive line, and they've literally stripped it there and just completely gone. Yep, yeah, we'll just hit the reset button for no reason at all. It's they've had the they've had the reaction that the Chiefs should have had and probably and and have had after the Super Bowl. That's the sort of re- that's the sort of game you need to play before you have that sort of reset button moment. But they've just done it out of nowhere. It just seems so so bizarre. The thing
1: that I keep coming around to with, with, with them is that I just think that they're like it. Make, it makes sense. Like they went for Antonio Brown, so it makes sense for them to go into a new stadium and get a big name to kind of be the face of the franchise. You know, if you like, and Antonio Brown. You know, <laughs> Antonio know. Brown, the face of your franchise. Well, that. You know, <laughs> that's the ultimate Raiders
2: thing. To yeah, do. it sounds right. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: you know, so that, that that didn't work out. And they've obviously, they've obviously cleared all these big guys off the big earners off the the wages. And there's either two reasons for that. One, they've got someone else coming in who I don't know who that would be, or two, the other internet rumor is that they can't afford anyone. They literally don't have enough money. I don't know what the, you know, what the right, what the the right answer is in that. But part of me wonders if they're just going to get if, if they're going to get someone exciting. I don't know who it would be whether they trade for. Alan Robinson, or you know, someone like that, but I mean, they might as well. How's,
2: how's Derek Carr going to get the ball line? out to him? How's he going well, to throw the ball to Alan Robinson with, with the offensive line he's got? That's the sort of
1: <laughs> all round thinking that I don't think John Green does very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the. I mean, the Raiders can't draft for shit, so they might as well spend their picks getting other guys in. Um, I don't know. You know, best. yeah, I mean, it's like. Um, the internet this week because I've been following it night and day, waiting to see who we who we get, and it's it's a strange place because we signed Joe and Everyone's like, oh, it's great, Trent Beach is brilliant, what a genius, and we're getting Trent Williams and it's excellent. Yes, Trent Williams, we're gonna you know we're unbeatable. Here comes the dynasty again, and that doesn't happen because obviously he wants paid, so and the Niners want to give him the money. Then we resign. Uh, ben Neiman and um,
0: <laughs>
1: Javarius Ward yeah there you go Javarius Ward and all of a sudden it's like what the hell are we doing who's in charge of this thing it's all gone wrong again You're like oh come on guys just make your mind up you know it's, it's um, not like the internet to overreact to anything no but it? it's, it's just you know you just think like just cast your eyes west because we're doing okay yeah back to back
0: Super Bowl flat
2: chill yeah yeah we 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 could be in worse positions and like you said, Duncan, we don't have to go far to uh, find those worst positions. No, exactly.
1: Or let's just look at the Broncos again as well.
2: Who, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, and them too. I
1: ke- yeah. I, ke- I keep hearing them mentioned as destination for Deshaun Watson. I just, I can't get my head around that. Like, he he appears to have an eye on kind of a bigger life than football. You know, he's got. I think he owns restaurants, and stuff like that in Houston. He's he's got sort of. He He's wants rough. to make he wants to make money from his brand, yeah, right. And so apparently, New York, that's why the Jets are mentioned a lot because New York's a great place to do that. Denver's not. I've never <laughs> been to Denver, right? And so I
0: have. There's not much
1: there. I'm not sure, but it doesn't appear. It doesn't appear to quite. It's not New York, right? You know. So it just appears to be a strange place to come to. A Place where we've got already got two of the best quarterbacks in the AFC to come and try to play against them. I just don't really get it. I don't, I don't get that, and if that's what they're pinning their hopes on, I think they're going to be in for a fall.
0: Yeah. I, I had uh, a Broncos fan trying to convince me that Drew Locke was still the answer, um, and <laughs> <laughs> I had to shoot him down on that one, I'm like, yeah, I can see why you're trying to trade for Watson, although why Watson would want to go to Denver, I don't know, but the, Drew, the, as long as they've got Drew Locke at quarterback, then they're not going anywhere. The Raiders are going backwards rapidly. It's us not the Chargers. I mean, I'm sure the internet's going to declare the Chargers as divisional winners in the next week or two and <laughs> they'll get their annual award there, but um, <laughs> it's a two horse race in the division.
1: Yeah, they've made some decent. They picked up the guy, plays uh, Lindsley, plays centre. Yeah. Lindley, yeah. Lindsley, plays, um, plays centre. You know, so they've, again, they've, they've had to pay him a shitload of money to do that, but. You know, they appear to have sl- at least sorted themselves out in some way. Um, you know, they kind of they seem to be looking looking in the right direction um, in in some regards. So maybe they will be more of a, a challenger this year. But by the same token, how many games did they win last year? Six, seven? Mm-hmm. Not that many. And if Justin Herbert was really that good, maybe that would be different. I don't I don't know. But for a team that seems to be getting talked up enough a lot. Six or seven wins
0: isn't very many. Yeah, you have they to have they, usual injury curse as well.
2: Yeah, like their uh, own medic staff puncturing one of their quarterbacks' lungs. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. a blessing in disguise, though, for them. You know, oh, yeah, we, we talked this time last year about why the hell would you start Tyrod Taylor? You need to know whether Herbert's your quarterback of the future that's going to be able to take on Mahomes. And this was the discussion I was having with the guy who was the Broncos one, I'm like you need to know if you've got your quarterback of the future. You've tried that and you found out that Drew Locke is not your quarterback of the future. So you need to draft again. And I was saying to him, like, you need to, you're drafting at nine. You need to trade up to five and get one of the top four quarterbacks um, and just start again with the quarterback thing. You've got to keep drafting a quarterback until you have a quarterback um, that you actually trust as your quarterback of the future. Um, but I, it, At least the Chargers ended up doing that and they found, okay, you've got Offensive Rookie of the Year and, you know, you can build around him now. You're comfortable. He's got enough ability that he's going to take your places, at least challenge for the division, that's for sure. Um, But Denver just doesn't have that.
1: No, I mean, the danger is that you go down the sort of Philadelphia or, or LA Rams route and you get too invested in the guy... He ends up getting this, you know, millstone of a contract, yeah, and that hamstrings you for for years. Even when he's not your quarterback, it's has causing you problems. He's costing you thirty odd million dollars to yeah, not play Bears, for you. The Bears seem to have avoided that somewhat in Mitchell but then they've got Andy Dalton, you know, so <laughs> which is which is he's a fine serviceable backup. Back it's not going to, it's not going to excite you, you know. Better than the...
2: Mitchell Trubisky, I would say. Is he? Is he? I, he's, I, I he's, think he's, so. I mean,
0: two what? cheeks on the same ass to me. though. Like, there's <laughs> not much difference between
2: them. I think I'd have to pick. I, I would give the edge to Andy Dolan, just because Trubisky's had the reins for for so long in Chicago, and and what's happened out of it. And, at least it gives it gives a new guy to come in and and see if they can change. What's happening because they know for sure that Trubisky isn't the answer for their offenses problems because he, ha- he hasn't been able to do that, and they've got a decent. I'm not saying it's great, but they've got a decent supporting cast around him. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not like I said, it's not amazing, but it's okay. So bringing in Dalton, in someone new to, to to test the water and see whether it was Trubisky or, or whether another quarterback of a similar regard and similar talent could could make the offense better. The, the
1: the problem that they've they've got now is getting Andy Dalton in who is serviceably average is that you won't you won't pick in the top eight or whatever gonna win probably win enough games so you don't pick in the top eight you'll go eight so, and
0: eight and pick fifteen
1: well so you're ne- yes yeah, so you're never gonna get your guy it's kind of where the raiders are yeah you know? I guess, yeah you know you kind of so you're you're kind of stuck in that kind of purgatory where you're either hoping that Someone falls into your lap in free agency. I mean, how many how many times has that genuinely happened? Or you have to, effect, you know, eventually find your guy, bet the house, like like like. So what we did. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. It just it just seems to be some weird some weird decisions going about, at the moment, in in that regard. Like, there's Tr- Trubisky's gone to the Bills. Why? <laughs> why, why why have they taken him? When did Trubisky go to the
2: when did he go to the Bills? I oh up? early did today, he? a few hours yeah. ago, yeah. Really? Yeah at the Bills, yeah, right? yeah, not one go at all, earlier today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just backup material. And and oh, got oh, oh, break, breaking breaking
0: breaking Chiefs news. Chiefs, do, do, have signed do, do, off- Chiefs have signed offensive tackle. Mike Remus to a one-year deal worth three and a half million guaranteed, total max value of seven million. Okay. Not even so... going... I'm not, I'm
2: not even complaining. To not not jumping with joy. It's it's uh. It's yeah. I, is that, I, I, is that
0: the starting piece? right starting right tackle? Oh, all I see here is Brett Veach minimizing the number of needs going into the draft. So you don't. You don't yeah. have to draft a tackle in the first round if you don't want to, because he does tend to do that. You kind of go to your your off-season list of kind of you know problems, and he tends to cover all of them before we get to the draft, and then you can go into with serviceable options anyway, yeah.
1: and then you can go whichever way you want in the draft. You know, you're yeah. not forcing your hand, and even if we go tackle first round, we've then got Niang you know and if we're putting say it's Joe Tooney you know you've you've actually what you don't have there is an experienced offensive tackle in that room Mm. you've got experienced guys but not an experienced offensive tackle you know now you've got someone that knows the position you know as a voice to kind of guide what I'm guessing will be a couple of young players Um, the internet might not like it um, it's not going to get anyone's pulses racing but it's a pretty solid move It'd be a solid move if he was the backup. Yeah, and like, like you said, the the, the problem wasn't necessarily that the the problem wasn't Fisher and Schwartz in the in the Super Bowl. It was the fact that they weren't there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's kind of building a squad. And fine, you know, Remers played and he maybe didn't have his best game in the Super Bowl, but he was play, he was playing alongside a load of guys who shouldn't have been there as well. Yeah. You know, so on his own, he it wasn't his fault either. Um, I, I I'm okay with that move. I think I'm okay with it. If he's going to have
0: a long playing right guard next to him who's a good player and experienced, then I'm fine. and I'd probably be fine starting a left tackle as a rookie now, uh, either Niang or drafting someone, yeah. in that they're going to have Dunny next to him and he's a good player and experienced. So you've got kind of like mediocre player, possibly, or new player, experienced, good player, Possibly new player, possibly experienced good player, possibly mediocre player in Remus. So you can't have studs everywhere.
1: No, no, exactly. And I think it's not it's not the biggest contract out there. Still leaves a fair bit on the table. So you know we can still go after. Well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that Kenny Goldie money is still is still in the coffers. Yeah, um, if he's. So, I mean, I see various numbers, but I think, did I see, like, the the, the, like the working capital was something like 24 million a year, once you, once you assume, kind of, the rookie deals and re-signing the guys? Yeah, that's million, maybe.
0: 7 million for rookie deals, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so that, so, because I think we were up to 30-something, it, it, it kind of depends where you, which source you, you believe in, kind of, what, what day of the week it is, I think. But there's certainly still a lot of money in there, so if we want to go after one of the top receivers... Um, I think I think that's still, still on the table.
0: Uh, very much so. Uh, they could probably bring in a couple of players still without any much problems.
2: Yeah, I think with Remmers, I think I'm happier with him signed to a contract and having that depth than if the Chiefs said we're releasing Mike Remmers. I'd be like, why we have we, there, there are such limited off like options for our sort of offensive line, and leaving it all down to the draft is is quite a risk. So. I think I'm happier with him coming back than I would be with the team releasing him and just moving on. Um, And it does kind of narrow down those options for the draft and and helps us home into what we really want in the draft rather than having to draft a position because we desperately need it.
0: So where are you heading in the first round of the draft then, Owen?
2: I mean, a couple of ones we've talked about already. Left tackle, I think, is is one of the most important positions in football. I, I think a young left tackle with um Joe Fooney next to him isn't a or not is, isn't a isn't a, a bad idea. I think it's quite a good idea having that a a a, a player like him to, to learn against, um, especially winning two, two, two Super Bowls to the Patriots. I mean having that experience right next to him for his rookie season I think would be a good a good way to go a uh, left tackle. Um outside of that, I mean I wouldn't I I say I wouldn't be opposed to a, a first round wide receiver, but I'm not too sure. Um, it would be nice. It would be like a. It would be like the equivalent of the Clyde edwards hilaire like oh wow, like more weapons, but the the actual sustenance and 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 oh, what's the, what's the, yeah, sustenance of that pick and and the actual like content of that pick. I'm I'm not too sold on. Um, but yeah, left tackle or or maybe edge. How about yourself, Dunk?
1: Uh, I mean, as it stands right now, without I mean, on the assumption that we'll so we're gonna work on the assumption that we'll pay a pay a receiver in you a would few have days. So, yeah, yeah. I would probably go. I would probably go edge rusher in the first. I think no. I think we'll maybe go edge rusher in the first round. And uh, that's the, fa- only th- the only. And thing it's, thing it's, the only thing with edge rusher.
0: It. Sorry. The only thing with the edge rusher is that none of the players who I've kind of seen go around there in all the mock draft things have run are really good. For- they're more kind of three-four outside linebackers than they are four-three. And edge rushes. There's, there's not really any good fits that I can see
1: going around that position that we're drafting. Yeah, I'd have to. uh fifty percent of my, of of my decision making there is, is that Brett Veach is likely to do the thing that most of us expect him to do. <laughs> so I'm kind of trying to. I uh, maybe, uh, maybe double bluffing myself double there. Double bluff. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the the other alternative is that we go after like, so that, um, Villanova, you know, another one of the the tackles, you know, free agent tackles who will need paid good money, and maybe we take a receiver in the draft. I, I don't know. Yeah, we we do need to take a
0: receiver in the first three rounds. I would say. I think one of those first three picks has to be a receiver. Because we are sparse. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, that would be good.
1: And I think that historically, my I guess my reticence on that is that historically, re- rookie receivers don't fare that well under Andy Reid. And I think his offense is just complicated. complicated. It's, co- it's complicated and I think it takes him quite a long time to get the trust. We see him going back time and time again to guys he knows and he trusts. Um, so I think I think that um, part of me would be would be slightly reticent to do that. And I think that a lot of the guys from my I've not done that much draft work yet. Um, I'm, I'm not claiming that I'm going to do loads either, but full <laughs> <real laughs> disclosure. Uh, but I think a lot of the guys that are going early are quite small, and I don't think we need another small fast guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've got we've got them, I would be, I would, which is why you come back again to someone like Kenny Galladay and Juju, yeah. Big guys that can, that can hold their own in the, in the rough and tumble. Sammy Watkins is still available. (laughs) Just putting
0: it out there. Would you? um, At the right price?
1: The, the, the right price have to be really low because... Veteran minimum. Seven hundred and fifty thousand, whatever it is 800, 850,000 100% you'd be stupid not to yeah yeah I would um, my thing on that is that like, if you've got someone like that sort of on the bench if you like then you need to know that he's available if he needs to be and you, you don't know a Sammy that's the problem mm. you know what if the games that he's fit and you know fit and fire in is the games when you're rookie wide receiver two is having a good game as well and then when that guy kind of goes off the boil or, or um, you know maybe takes a knock what if Watkins isn't fit you know at that point it's pointless I also just I cannot see a guy like that taking the vet minimum I know that he, you know, whatever he's numbers he's a, a shitload of money but, but that's the thing but he's also he's still quite young Um, and he's still it's clear from when you hear him speak, which isn't all that often to be fair, but it's clear from when you hear him speak that he still really backs himself, and I just don't know if guys like that will take such a drop in money it's like it's a it's like an ego thing or something almost you know if you go back to the vet minimum, regardless of how well you play, you're not jumping up to top ten money the next season I don't think mm. and that's I think that I genuinely think that's where he sees himself when he's fit and healthy.
0: Which probably isn't unfair. I'm just looking at a list here of free agents that we have for next season, thinking that we would draft this year, looking ahead a year. And you know what? There's not really... There's the honey badger, but you, he's going to get extended at some stage soon. And beyond that, Chavarius Ward, Byron Pringle... Nardi, Rankin, Doriano Daniel. That's, that's the, the list. There's really not many free agents coming up next year. I'm somewhat surprised by that.
2: And Carl Long will be on that list because he's only got a one-year deal. Um, but
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah fair point. fair point.
2: Up. But yeah, the, that's not a, a, a tool order at all. Um, in terms of like, we've got to make some big decisions next year yeah. as well. You, uh, it kind of does, like you said. It does take that pressure off of this year's draft as well, and allow us to build something stronger for now. Because with Patrick Mahomes, yeah, you're Mahomes not looking under, to
0: replace yeah. next year's yet already. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And with Patrick Mahomes under center and and a few other pieces like Chris Jones and and Tyrion Matthew and Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey flying about, we're going to have a shot, a shot to go the distance. So building for now is always a good idea, and it's it's nice knowing we don't have that to think about next season as much.
0: Yeah, I think draft. I'm going to tackle in the first round, probably. But I'm, yeah, I'm a serial trade downer. So, um, I'm sure we can have this discussion in another pod. But I, I'm the drafts a lottery, and the more tickets you have, the better for me. So, I'm, in, in all of the mock drafts I've messed with, I, I've traded down like nine times out of ten, mainly because I, I don't have a like a draft. I haven't got a Tomo and Patrick Queen kind of draft crush you know if, if we need a tackle there's about eight tackles going to go in the top 50 um, and I don't particularly care which one we get we're not getting Penny Sewell he's gone top five probably um, what are the other ones Daryl Slater are going to be gone uh, Jenkins quite possibly is going to be gone and then there's there's Cosme there's Leatherwood there's Etchenberger yeah. and another one Tucker Tucker, that's the other one, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's eight guys there and you kind of look at them all and go, yeah, you could probably take any of them. Yeah. In which case, I'm set at 31 and four of them are left on the board and I'll go, yeah, I'll trade down. <laughs> who, who wants the 31st yeah.
1: pick? I guess the, the issue with some of them is that is they've got issue in, injury sort of histories as well, don't they? Yes. That's, that's part of the reason that they fall. And again, I guess we've we've mitigated that somewhat in... in um, taking you know and releasing fisher and schwartz so you know we don't Do you necessarily... want to take in another one well but we don't we i guess if you if you retain them then you need to have guys that you know are 100 percent healthy the whole time yeah because you you know you can't rely on those other guys so maybe you could take a slight flyer um i don't know as long as you don't trade up because we're not good at trading up no trade trading up's not worked you know. Mahomes is the last time that's worked. I was going to say, yeah.
2: yeah. I was going to say there is but one guy. Traditionally, never sell. works. <laughs> he, he's a,
1: he's he, that, But again, that wasn't Brett Veach. So, true. <laughs> he, he, so, true. <laughs> um, true. But, it, but was, it, it, was influence.
2: Influence. Yeah, it was influenced. Yeah, it was influenced by Brett Veach behind uh, John Dorsey. Can
1: you imagine if John Dorsey gets a job when the cu- when the salary cap blows up? Holy yeah. moly! He's going to. Oh man he'd just be spent oh that'd just be insane it'd be like the garden globetrotters uh yeah so sort i of just i never like playing a computer game it would be <laughs> the franchise it would be, mode it would be insane the and then enough. yeah and then <laughs> th- three three years time when all the bells come in he'd be the, the team will implode again he'd be fired <laughs> well yeah exactly be. i think the yeah <laughs> yeah no i think i think we're i mean kind of joking aside i know um i think we're in a, i think we're in a pretty good place i know that we're we've got holes in the roster, but I think that... I think every team does. Um, Yeah. You know, I kept hearing this this word bloodbath around the contract, which, you know, a lot of big names getting released to kind of free up um, cap space, and... That, you know, that that just means other teams have got holes in the roster as well. It also means good players are looking for jobs, so... I think think we're in a decent enough place. my my words to the internet doom mongers, who as, soo- as soon as as soon as you, you post ever anything, it, they just tell you that we need a tackle. Um, just calm down. <laughs> September's a long way away.
2: Um, Wise words. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I think with one or one one or two more small moves, I'll be happy. I mean, if we if like you said, if we if we sign Juju to a one year deal, while well, we. Sign, sign someone else like Kenny Galladay. I'd I'd be I'd be content going into the draft and, and and feel like we'd be in a good position to get who we need in the draft. Um, especially like you said with with the uh, free agents next year, Neil not being too bad. It's uh yeah, I, th- I think like 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 you think Duncan. I think it's really good position. Yep, we're well run. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it comes down to. We've got such a good front office and and from top to bottom. We I feel like I, I, I'm I'm a big push of this every podcast i say it every time but from top to bottom we are we are pretty sound organizations so i, I don't doubt them that's for sure
0: yeah
1: unless we were all in williams and there's no plan b that's my only yeah concern. That is that's, a bit my, that's my worry that's my only concern that i caveat that I, I agree with i totally agree with that my only concern is that we uh, you know it like, moves like remmers right and i'm i'm okay with it i think it's a good a, a decent enough signing um happy enough to have him back but I just want to you know, make it now I think we've swung for for Williams I guess we really thought we'd get him and I just wonder if perhaps we're slightly in the wind in terms of a plan but like you say we are well run so I'm sure these guys know exactly you know exactly what they're doing you know once once the regroup. I fully expect us to have a, another tackle
0: in the building before the draft, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was Rife or Villanova. I, I would, I, I would be willing to put—I mean, I put money on all sorts of shape, but I would be willing to put money on one of those two being on the roster um, before the draft.
2: He's hoping to give us some more, uh, some more security and some more comfort going into that draft because. Uh it should be a good one with some, like I said, there's there's plenty of options, especially at receiver and, and, and there's a lot of offensive alignment coming out of that draft. So it should be an interesting one and hopefully we can get the pieces we need going into September. Um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much free agency wrapped up and we haven't really touched on the Patriots going absolutely crazy, uh, and just losing (laughs) their mind. Yeah. (laughs) Signing just here, uh, everyone, um, yeah, that's pretty much the Chiefs' range agency news summed up. Was there anything else Chiefs-related that we haven't touched on?
1: No, we should we should maybe regroup next week and we'll have a, a look around the league. Yeah, um, we yeah, will, sounds
2: good.
1: Uh, make snap judgments on what other teams have done.
2: Yeah, we'll bookmark that New England one because that, <laughs> <Yes>. that's. Um, <laughs>
1: we'll return to that.
2: Yeah, that was some strategy they had going into that free agency. So it's a bold plan, con. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for joining us for another episode and, and coming back to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast over after a few weeks off. Um, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. So, from one kingdom to another, see you later.